Welcome back, everyone, to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast covering all the things from the world of Nintendo. I'm James. And I'm Christina. Hey, Christina, how are you? Good, good. So, so got some got some news this week. <laughs> yes, well, we some news. Michael is gone. He's out yep. there traveling and adventuring the world. That he is. But he sort of missed the biggest news of all, and it was really sad because we published the podcast, and then out of nowhere, boom, news. I think it was the next day, actually. So for those of you listening and have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> if you have not Ninten- <laughs> turned on the internet at all in the last week. <laughs> yeah, the Nintendo Switch Lite has officially been released. <laughs> yes, what is this thing, Christina? Tell me all about it. I have no so, idea what it is. The Nintendo Switch Lite is a smaller, cheaper Switch built exclusively for handheld gameplay. What this means is you can't connect it to your TV, and the Joy-Con controllers are built in with no kickstand, so there's no tabletop play. <laughs> I knew you would be happy about that. <laughs> it's going to be launching in September for $199, which is $100 less than the current base unit. It is lighter, a little bit smaller, and has a D-pad on the left side as opposed to the four separate directional buttons it has right now. It has slightly improved battery life. Apparently, they reconfigured a lot of the chips inside and the wiring, so the battery would be a little more efficient. It comes in three colors, yellow, gray, and turquoise. And I want to note something that made me really happy is they are like pastel-y kind of lighter colors to go with Mm -hmm. the fact that it's a light switch, switch light. Um, And they're also coming out with a special light gray edition for Pokemon Sword and Shield, which is, it's a light gray and it has some... um, like a Ill- line illustration on it. And what I like is the buttons are different colors on each side of the switch, which is pretty neat. Yeah. So what do you think? Are you in for one? Are you in for two? What's what's your situation here? So I don't need one personally. The my the switch I have right now works fine for me. And I don't think that this switch light is necessarily marketed towards me. <laughs> and I've I've seen a lot of people that jump to the conclusion like, oh, this is stupid. Why is Nintendo releasing this thing that I could like I have no use for it? Well, it might not be for you. That's fine. It's for a totally different market. Um, but I know you'll probably buy a bunch of them. <laughs> well, you know, whenever Nintendo puts out anything, I just throw money at them and I'm like, gimme, 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 gimme. No, I take, mean take my money. <laughs> take my money. Just print some money. Go. Uh yeah, no, I mean, for this one, it's it's very very different sort of thought process I have right now. So mm-hmm. you mentioned a few things. So yeah, it, you can't connect it to your TV. The Joy-Cons are built in. There are some games such as 1-2-Switch where you'll have to use Joy-Cons. So there is Bluetooth built in naturally. So that's there. Uh, it um, will, So it'll work with all the current accessories, which is very, very nice. The biggest thing is that it has that D-pad compared to the normal configuration. And they said they have no plans to bring that D-pad into the normal switch line at all, mm-hmm. uh, I, and which makes sense because you can do this. I really like the the video, the launch video of how you can use the different systems together, how it fits in. The screen is a little smaller, which is how I'm assuming they're juicing another hour of battery out of it. And yeah. it's the exact same internal component. So it's the same processor, same graphics unit from what we have seen, what they've told us at least. So it's not a... Even though it's called Lite, it is not a downgraded system. Because if you were to get a new Nintendo 3DS versus a Nintendo 2DS, they have different hardware internally. So the, oh, the okay. 2DS 
is the older, just normal 3DS, not the new 3DS, which has a, a faster processor in it. So all of your games will play exactly the same. Obviously, it's locked into 720p, but it is a little bit smaller of a screen. So I don't know. To me, this this is a I'm on the fence. Uh, Doug Bowser did say that they are not having anything to announce now, but are potentially working on the ability to auto sync game saves between your devices. So I'm assuming that's that will make it. Yeah, that will make it relevant for me then. Because yeah. then I could picture my like I could be having my home console, which is my original switch. And then when I decide I want to go to a friend's house or something and I don't want to bring my full on switch console, I can just grab my light, pop it in the bag and go because it's smaller, it's lighter, you know, that's how I want to use it. And then I wouldn't have to worry about switching out memory cards or grabbing my game or, or anything like that. It would all be on the, the cloud, the Nintendo cloud, I guess. Yeah, and you can already download games to multiple consoles today with your profile. You can only just boot it, like play one at a time or something. It, it's some mm. weird mechanism that I know totally works, but they maybe have to be online or something. I'm not really sure exactly how it works, but I'm I'm about 99% sure you can do that. Um, but I think only some games have it though, right? I'm not sure. I thought that you if you were if you bought a game from the store that you could do that today. Um, but you but you have to be like logged in with that account on both systems. But I have to validate. I don't have two switches, so I can't really validate it. Right. But that would be something I would want to work seamlessly where if I downloaded Smash Bros that I could easily go back and forth because you're right. The only reason I would really want this is for the trip I just took to, to Houston. I would want to mm-hmm. put it in my backpack instead of, you know, it's 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 about 0.6 pounds lighter and. That makes a world of a difference when I'm carrying on my back the entire time in my backpack. So yeah, uh, and 200 bucks. I mean, it may, I may not get one. I love the yellow one. That's my favorite version. We can discuss that. But <laughs> I will say that this is going to sell like hotcakes this Christmas. Just craziness. When I when they first launched it, I was skeptical because I was kind of in the mindset of, you know, I already have a lot have a switch and a lot of people who want a switch probably already bought one because it's only a hundred dollar difference and when you're buying a console and it's technically the same thing it's not that huge of a difference but then i had to think of it from the mindset of oh there's probably a lot of people out there who don't have switches yet that i'm not even thinking about um so we'll see yeah i I, i'm you know for me i also think that it's going to be really nice for families that have a single tv and they don't need yet another you know, full switch, they can buy this for the rest of the family, they can each have their own have a main switch at home. I look at that secondary or I'm not really sure how the gen what is it gen Zers, I guess that's the next generation after us. If they're, are they even buying TVs? You know, are they, you know, the tablet life type of things, and this could be attractive to them because, you know, they can just have it on the go. Um, And of course, I love portables. I loved my 3DS. I loved, you know, my 2D, my DS before that and Game Boys before that. Uh, So I don't know. I I think it's going to sell like hotcakes, but obviously I don't need one because I have one and it's currently good. I I would probably still wait for a Switch Pro. Really? You don't think, are, are you planning on buying one when it comes out? No, I don't think so. Really? I really want the this is yellow. Shocking. <laughs> I know, I know, I know it's it's it is, but I I really really do want one and maybe I'll get one anyways cuz I'm silly, but mm-hmm. the the problem I will have is that the game syncing, you know what I mean? If I'm playing Bloodstained, then I want to yeah. take it with me and, and that would be a good experiment to run. And 
when I got the 3DSs in the past, it was always an upgrade. It wasn't, I have two and I'm just going to have both them side by side. And this would be a scenario where I would actually want to maybe take them with me. So if they figure that out, I'd totally be in and I'd totally buy the yellow one. If you were to buy one, if, what color would you get? The gray. Wow, really? (laughs) I'm really boring. And all of my consoles I have are either white or black or gray. Um, I have the all gray switch. I'm I'm really boring. I don't like color. <laughs> what? As a designer, <laughs> this doesn't I make know. any sense. What? I like the absence of color. I'm so deep. <laughs> mm, okay. No, I like I like gray. I think it looks nice and clean. I do like the yellow and blue, but it it wouldn't go along with anything else I own. But okay. the colors are nice. I like the colors. Okay. All right. All yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> well, something else uh, of interest, you know, came out uh, in the news right around the switch light announcement is that from the FCC, which has to do all this validation when new hardware comes out, there's tons of leaks that already always happen around this. There's a new filing that the original Switch, so Switch Classic, if you will, is getting a new processor and new flash storage chips. Uh, They submitted a um, a submission that says class two permission change, which means that they're sort of tweaking the device so don't have to go through full recertification. They're just, you know, changing some things. It's not going to affect the the wireless shenanigans that's coming off of it or the battery and anything. And there's a lot of speculation here. This is not the Switch Pro. This is not anything crazy. Uh, a lot of people are sort of theorizing if it's a more efficient chip, is it going to improve battery life? Me, I think this is two things. I think that they probably found some cheaper flash storage chips. Uh, maybe they're going to upgrade it to 64 gigs. If not, they just found cheaper ones that are maybe faster. And I will say that I've tested SD cards that are faster than the onboard flash storage chips or like the different ones, and they really make no difference. It's very minimal load time differences because those things are so lightning fast. Um, the new processor, I'm imagining of this processor is exactly the same. The only difference that I have to imagine is perhaps the processor has a security fix in it because there were some security um not vulnerabilities or flaws, but there was some hacking of the of the switch that occurred in the NVIDIA chip. So it could be a tweak to that chip. Um, and, but my assumption is they will not announce anything. It won't be anything new. It won't be any marketing. This is my assumption yet of that. Oh, this is something that happens a lot too, I think, in the, the gaming industry. Because with the Xbox 360, they went through the same thing where the consoles were overheating and red ringing. So they basically mm-hmm. did this as they went in, um, filed the same like class two permission change. So I didn't have to totally redo everything. And then the newer models didn't have that issue anymore. So it, it seems like the same sort of thing Switch is doing. They're just trying to go inside and make things a little bit cleaner. Yeah. And you have to remember that even with the Xbox 360 mm-hmm. that I mean, I, I worked at GameStop at that time when we were when they were coming out with the Xbox 360 and yeah. And even probably the Xbox to this day that that even in the original models, and this could be true for the switch, is at least I know in the Xbox 360, there were three different DVD drives that were in it. There was like a Samsung, there was a Philips, there was like a different one, Mm -hmm. and they have different types of hard drives. So they are mixing and matching and buying parts that have equivalents. So um, overall, the components are the same, but there might be tweaks here and there based on if you can shave if you can shave off 10 cents. Yeah. And you have to make a million of them that that makes a lot of money. And, and that's how electronics have to be made this these, these nowadays. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and speaking of production, it could depend on where the production is happening too, right? 
that mm-hmm. could affect the price. Um, and we actually heard news this week that Nintendo is shifting production from China to Vietnam. Uh, a lot of people are saying that this change is because of the tariff friction between the U.S. and China at the moment. Uh, but an anonymous comp- company official denied that it, that it was a direct response to that. Uh, but then in Japan, there was a, a daily news report that said it was driven by these worries. So there's a lot of like he, sh- he said, she said about this issue. But at the end of the day, they're moving some of their production to Vietnam. So there haven't been any details about the manufacturers or production sites yet. And production is said to begin this summer, but there's no exact date. I'm curious if they're just going to produce the Switch Lite there. This makes the most logistical sense to me because it, it would be brand new tooling. The entire thing is brand new. Yeah. So why not start your brand new production of a new system in a country where you're not going to have to worry about this tariff? That that makes perfect sense to me, too. I thought the same exact thing because, you know, the Switch Lite coming out in September, they're trying to start production. It sounds as soon as possible. So makes sense. Makes sense. Well, on just a little bit of game news, because uh, we have Nintendo Switch Online, and there are games that get released all the time that people forget about. And there are two new games coming this month, which I'm really excited for, mm-hmm. Wrecking Crew and Donkey Kong 3. The great games. Um, so I've never played either of these, and I've never heard of Wrecking Crew, to be completely honest. Whoa. Yeah. You're in for a treat. It's an old school NES Nintendo classic. So you're going to have to get these and definitely try them out. Donkey Kong 3 is is pretty uh, out there, different, I would say. So I'm I'm happy with these new games coming. And they were a little bit, I think Donkey Kong 3 was definitely later in the cycle of the NES. Uh, but one of the things that's even more exciting uh, on when these release, which is the same day as this podcast, July 17th, is there is a brand new rewind feature for all NES games. Now, this will will allow players to, as the feature, you know, literally says in the name, rewind the game. And, and there's a cool demo of them doing it. And as you're playing the game, the NES system, you know, the virtual system is taking snapshots every X seconds of your game. And then let's say you die, you run into a Goomba or you fall <laughs> down a hole or something you can just hit the ZL, ZR button at the same time and scrub backwards, just like a video, and start from there. Pretty cool. Yeah, that was pretty interesting. I I personally had trouble getting into the NES games last time I tried, but I would be willing to try again and see how this works. <laughs> yeah, I imagine that a lot of these older NES games, people are having a lot of difficulty playing because they're so different from you know, games nowadays, there's literally no tutorial, there's no anything, it's just go. Uh, And unless you grew up with those classics, it may be harder to get into is my assumption. Yeah, maybe. But I'll I'll give it a try when it comes out. And then hopefully next week, I'll be able to talk about it a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. So last week, we shared the top 10 best selling games on the Nintendo Switch in North America. Uh, And of that whole list, there was only one third-party game. And NPD realized this, and because of that, they decided to release North America's top 10 best-selling third-party games of all time. Not just for the Switch, but of all time. <laughs> so I'll take you through that list right now. The first is Guitar Hero World Tour. Second is Guitar Hero 3 Legends of Rock. 
Third place is Just Dance 2. Fourth is Just Dance 3. Fifth, Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games. Six, Lego Star Wars The Complete Saga. Seven, Rock Band. Eight, Just Dance 4. Nine, Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Winter Games. And ten, Rock Band 2. People love guitar games and singing. That's what that says. They like the beats. Those games with the beats. (laughs) And Olympic games, apparently. And Lego Star Wars. And that's pretty much the whole list. (laughs) But yeah, it was pretty much dominated by Ubisoft, Activision, and Sega. Oh, there's there's MTV and EA too, but yeah. Yeah, it's a little crazy. I... You know, I definitely got into Guitar Hero early on and had some, you know, that that craze. But I just, yeah, I never, I don't think I've played any of these games really. I mean, Just Dance, of course, but I really got into Just Dance later on. I didn't even play it on the Wii, I don't think. Yeah. Well, this is of all time on any Nintendo platform. That's true. So you did contribute to this list. (laughs) There you go. Perfect. Perfect. And to kind of refresh everyone's brains, they also wanted to share the best-selling portable games of all time. Uh, so the first is Super Mario Brothers for the DS. Second is Mario Kart for the DS. Third, Mario Kart 7. Fourth, Super Mario 64 DS. Fifth, Pokemon Blue. Sixth, Super Smash Brothers for, D- for 3DS. Sorry. Seventh, Pokemon Yellow. Eighth, Pokemon Red. Ninth, Super Mario 3D Land and 10th is Mario Party. And I can say proudly that I own three of these games on the list. This is the first time we mentioned a list where I actually own games. <laughs> Very nice. Yes. Yeah, I own, I think, all of these games. And so, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> yeah, if, it, if, it, if it's a game by Nintendo, I probably own it. But yeah, it's, uh, it's really good. I mean, I owned an, uh, Pokemon Blue as my first portable game ever, I think. Well, Tetris, but besides that. Mm. Yeah, and these are Nintendo exclusive, so this doesn't include some of the other third-party games from, I'm pretty sure. These are like Nintendo exclusives. Yeah, sorry, I think so, I forgot to mention that. My bad. But I'm, I'm I'm impressed with, you know, Super Smash Bros. for 3DS up there, number six. Uh, this does really show the power of Pokemon, those original, original games. Yeah. If you were to combine blue, yellow, and red, I mean, that's astronomical numbers of games being sold. And those are the only ones I own. <laughs> but i was i was personally surprised about the 3ds just because of my own personal experience i was never drawn to the 3ds or the ds at all um they just i tried to play them a couple times and they just don't really suck me in or anything like that so i guess that's cool because you you have probably like four 3ds's (laughs) i assume (laughs) i do i I have i have like a bunch of ds's and dsi's and Mm. 3d i do have i think two or three 3ds's so i have the new 3ds the smaller one that was the black friday sale Mm. you could only get there in the states which i thought was like the better version instead of the xl so uh, that's the one i play metroid on currently so uh, it is very nice but i do own all these games are all great i highly recommend them and it does show the power of mario kart we were talking about wow i can't believe mario kart 8 deluxe yeah has sold so much but like of course i mean it kind of makes sense when the Mario Kart 7 and Mario Kart, you know, DS have like these crazy numbers. I was I was just happy Mario Kart was on there because that's probably like Mario Kart for the 64, not 64 DS. But loves I love Mario Kart. <laughs> yeah, big fan. Oh, yeah. Well, some crazy, crazy news, uh, which is not really news. Uh, Polygon did this really cool sort of recap article. We always like to talk about news, but this is sort of a hey. Did you forget that Nintendo was opening Super Nintendo World um, in Universal Studios in Japan and the U.S.? 
Did you forget? I forgot. <laughs> I didn't even know about it. <laughs> we probably mentioned it uh, right when the podcast started a long time ago and little things have trickled out. Mm-hmm. Well, the first version, uh, if you will, of Super Nintendo World is going to be opening in the Osaka theme park in Japan. Uh, and Polygon did this big recap of here's everything that we know in case you forgot. Check it out. Uh, some concept artwork, the videos of the original release, like some rumors that maybe have leaked from kind of the production. They did say that they're spending uh, over uh, the estimate originally was $351 million. But now they're saying that it might go over $544 million, which makes sense for a huge production like this. Yeah. Um, and of course, like I said, it's opening in Japan first. A lot of it from the concept artwork and the rumors might be that there's uh, heavily, obviously, Mario themed uh, that either Peach's Castle or Bowser's Castle will be the central design. There'll be like such as tons of piranha plants and question mark uh, blocks all over the place and meet and greets. And the biggest rumor that in sparks my interest is a Mario Kart attraction, which I would totally be. And it makes total sense for a world like this. So get on it. It's supposed to open next year. Don't forget 2020, which is when I will maybe make my first trip to Japan. <laughs> Just for this. Um, maybe not just for this, but, uh, I like to travel and if there's a good deal and you know, I, yeah, yeah, I want to go to Osaka anyway, so I'm in, I will definitely go. And it would be the catalyst of, uh, you know, you could go to Japan, but it's nice to be like, oh, I'm going to Japan and I'm going to go do this crazy thing that I can report on for the show. So, well, cool. if you can't make it to Japan, they do plan to expand, expand Nintendo land into the Universal Studios, Hollywood and Universal Studios Orlando. So it will be in the US at some point, but they don't have any kind of timeline for it or anything yet. They just said that they want to do that. <laughs> yeah, get on a Universal, make this happen. <laughs> do that stuff faster. I mean, if you can get a Star Wars world in just a few years, come on. Yeah, let's Nintendo everywhere. Nintendo, let's open something first in the US for once. <laughs> <laughs> no, that'll never happen. No, it won't. <laughs> uh, now time for a little game news. So you might have heard of this little game called Cuphead. I don't know if you're familiar with it, Mott. Have you heard have you heard of Cuphead? I am big fan, big yeah. fan of the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently the Cuphead show is coming to Netflix. <laughs> cool. I like it. Yeah. Uh, so Dave Wa- Wasson, Wason, uh, from Mickey Mouse Shorts and Cosmo Sir- Sigerson <laughs> from Rocco's Modern Life Set at Kling are going to be co-executive producers alongside the game's creators, Chad and Jared Mullenhauer. And in an official press release kind of describing what the show will be about, they say the character driven comedy follows the unique misadventures of the impulsive Cuphead and his cautious but easily swayed brother Mugman. And there's currently no premiere date. So, well, as soon as there's a premiere date, I'm sure we'll let everybody know. But yeah, I, I I would I would watch this. Yeah, I, I like the yeah, style I, of it. It's very like old school cartoons like I'm into it. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's it makes complete sense because that's what their inspiration was, was that old school, you know, style to it. And yeah, I, I'm not really sure how the story will be. But, you know, if there is some of that Rocco's modern life humor in it, I could totally see that style working well in a in a in a in a short like this. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's on Netflix. I already, you know, get Netflix from a T-Mobile account. So why not not watch this? I don't watch a lot of animated shows, so. It would be cool just because I think that the art style is so unique that I would probably watch it. 
Yeah. And I, I when I first saw that they were coming out of the show, I was like, really? And then saw that someone from Rocco's Modern Life was included. And, and that got me excited for it just because I loved Rocco's Modern Life so much. <clears throat> yeah. So we'll see. We'll see when the premiere date occurs. But we'll definitely report and we'll definitely be watching. Mm-hmm. But if you want to get your hands on something this summer that you may have to stand in line for and perhaps leave the store standing on something new on your feet. That was a long, <laughs> long one to get there. <laughs> nice um, intro. <laughs> yes. A, a small company by the name of Nike has collaborated with Nintendo to make a brand new Nintendo 64 sneaker. Now, why Nintendo 64? Nobody knows. But um, uh, they said technically it is not an official Nintendo 64 sneaker. So they're not actually teaming up, even though they they kind of sneakily seems like they are they're calling it the uh nike air max 97 inspired by consoles logos and controllers so uh, there's like a nintendo style air max logo on it a power and reset button there's sort of a modified esrb logo on the insoles if you're a sneakerhead uh, i am not uh, i'm more of a flu flu valve person myself it'll be releasing by the end of summer for 160 dollars what do you think of these shoes i know you're a sneakerhead christina <laughs> such a sneakerhead. <laughs> uh i'm i'm probably not gonna pick up a pair <laughs> they, they they remind me of there's this like really trendy thing right now with these huge sneakers i don't get it and this kind of reminds me of that and i've never been a huge like vintage sneaker fan or anything like that and i don't know i looked at the shoe and i can kind of see how it's related to nintendo 64 but at the same time it it could just be sitting on a shelf and I would have no clue. Like it's kind yeah. of a reach. Yeah. I, I I think anyway. It looks like a shoe. Yeah. It looks like a sneaker with colorful lines on it. <laughs> I do like the colorful lines on it. And you can see there's like a gray inspiration. There's sort of a PlayStation and 64 era, you know, but yeah, I, I will say know. the Air Max logo on the heel does look like the Nintendo logo a little bit. They mm. definitely wink to that, but other than that, I mean, the power reset. I mean, it could be anything, not necessarily yeah. Nintendo 64. And I think they have done this in the past. I remember they seeing have. something that they've done, like throwback sneakers to another Nintendo console or something. Yeah, they did a and this was a ways back, but they did a uh, Nike Air Max BW, which was a uh, NES style shoe. And they look okay. <laughs> it's pretty similar. These ones look more official. I I need to see if they're actually official or not, but they, you know, have very much like D pads on them and they have like start select buttons on them. Mm, So that one even looks better. I think it's a better shoe in my opinion. But if you're a sneakerhead, go get it. Go go, go buy those shoes. I I know a couple of people that are sneakerheads, so I'm curious if they're going to end up picking them up. I'll have to reach out to to someone I know and see if they get them. (laughs) Yeah. But that brings us to the best sellers of the well, top 10 bestsellers of the week. Uh, so first is Super Mario Maker 2. Second is Robonauts. Third, Minecraft. Fourth, Fire Emblem Three Houses. And this is only for pre-purchase at the moment. Fifth is Naruto Shippuden Ultimate Ninja Storm Trilogy. Sixth is Super Mario Maker 2 with Switch Online. Seventh is Cuphead. Eighth is Cadence of Hyrule. Nine is Burnstar. And tenth, Dragon Quest Builders 2. And then a couple or one new game that didn't quite make it to the top 10 was Stranger Things 3, 
the game in 24th place. Okay. Yeah, did you watch Stranger <laughs> Things at all? I haven't watched this season. Okay, so I started the second season and I I like watching it during like spooky time during the year, so like Halloween and the fall. And so I'm waiting to finish season two around Halloween. Oh. But yeah, yeah. Uh, and I also want to note that Naruto Shippuden Ultimate Ninja Storm trilogy is half off right now. I think it's only twenty bucks, normally forty. But I nice. think that, that's, yeah, I, that's a good deal. I know, I know Michael was waiting on that one to go down, so I wonder if he'll pick that up on the road. But yeah, I mean, this yeah. is looking pretty similar. Robonauts must be on sale, and Burnstar must be too. And it's nice to see Dragon Quest Builders 2 up there. That was just came out. So, I mean, yeah. good for them. And it's funny that M- Minecraft is so high on the list right now, and I have a theory as to why. So, I don't know if you know PewDiePie, the YouTuber. Okay. Mm-hmm. He recently... well. His whole career has pretty much been bashing on Minecraft, saying it's like stupid. Mm. But over the past like week and a half, he's actually been playing it and legitimately enjoying it. <laughs> and his playthroughs are hilarious. But I think because of this, he's like the number two YouTuber ever. He has like the second highest subscriber count on YouTube. Whatever. Yeah. But I think because of his playthroughs, Minecraft kind of jumped back to the top of the list. That's my theory anyway. I don't know if it's just him solely doing it, but... <laughs> It's impressive that like it's always sort of in the top 10 and that it just doesn't go away. And yeah. that how does everyone not own it already when it's literally there for every single week? I, I wish that we had maybe I'll go back through the history of all of our 60 some whatever episodes and see if it ever leaves the top 10. I mean, it's pretty rare that I think that it's ever since it came out on the switch. So, yeah, look into that. And then next week when we go through the top 10 again, we'll see if it's watch. It won't be on the top 10 list anymore. <laughs> Yeah, well, to keep track of that one, I mean, because it was forever that there were some games that we've noticed, you know, like we mentioned Stardew for a long time. And there were some other games like Hollow Knight that were there for like 20 odd weeks. And then, oh, yeah, they've fallen off and they're kind of in the top 30 somewhere. They make their, you know, back and forth. But Minecraft is just there, always there, never goes away. Yep. Are you still playing Minecraft? Uh, From time to time, my uh, my family is really into it. Hmm. and i just there's other games. i have so many games i have to play that minecraft is usually on the bottom of the list but i enjoy the game a lot <laughs> yeah because you and michael you know some people are sneakerheads you two are minecraft heads so a little I, bit I never, yeah. yeah you guys are always <laughs> playing all the time so i just i was like oh how are we even going to start this podcast or have christina on because she's always going to be playing minecraft and there's not been one week where you said i've been playing minecraft and that's been surprising no. No. Well, that's just because of Breath of the Wild, but we'll get into that. <laughs> okay. Well, let's pop over to the new releases of the week from July, I guess, 14th to the 20th or so. Um, on the 16th, so I guess there's no releases really for Sunday or Monday, but starting on Tuesday, you can get Distrust for $12. Let's Sing 2019 for $40. These are only digital releases. Uh, there's one physical release this week. There's Lost Orbit Terminal Velocity. That's $10. One of my favorite games to be released because you know what I love doing? Simulating forklifts. And you can do that in Forklift, the simulation for $10. Oh, boy. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, on 17th, Let's Go Nuts, a cute little animated game for 10 bucks. On the 18th, Etherborn for $17. Royal Roads. So royal. So roads. $10. <laughs> Uh, one of those games from those games that all look the same, World Cruise Story, $12. Battle and Crash for $5. Uh, I cannot wait for this one. Tarot Readings Premium Deluxe Plus Plus Hyper Deluxe Edition. 
for nine dollars. It's actually just premium. Uh, uh, Arcleon Saga for five bones, and then the big one of the week on the nineteenth of July: Marvel Ultimate Alliance Three: The Black Order for sixty dollars. Um, that will be digital and physical. And then we have a few more uh, digital releases: Astro Bears for seven dollars. Jim is moving out. He's out of here. He doesn't want to live here anymore. Fifteen dollars. Mini trains, because full-time trains, you can't have those. You got the mini trains, $6. Just the mini ones. <laughs> Just the mini ones. Uh, not the micro ones, the mini ones. Uh, and then Redeemer Enhanced Edition for $30. Let's bring it to the top. Christina, what you looking at this week? So there's only one game I had checked this week, and I'm sure we can all guess what that is. <laughs> Uh, probably let's go nuts or forklift simulator. I'm not <laughs> definitely positive. forklift the simulation. That's the actual title. <laughs> Perfect. No Marvel ultimate Alliance three, the black order. I'm excited for this game. Very excited yes. for it. I'm, I'm, I want it. Yeah. I have a gift card to GameStop. So I think I may actually go physical for this one just to save myself a couple bucks. Uh, but uh, I, I, I've been looking forward to this game ever since I got to see the playthroughs for E3. So good. Well, because yeah. I think that Michael would also have a check on that one. Oh, yeah, and for sure. I have a check on that one, too. And it is a four player online game. And I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, so I would like to definitely get it and have us all play together. That would be that would be much, much fun, I believe. I think I think this is one of those games where as soon as we saw it coming out, we knew that we were probably going to try to stream it and play it together so look out for that now are you interested in the expansion like the the deluxe edition or the you know expansion pass or anything like that it's 20 extra dollars or are you are you a dlc person i it depends on the game for me for this one i am interested and the only reason is because when I was watching the playthroughs in the DLC, you get a lot of different characters and different characters do different things. And depending on the current mission you're doing in the game, you may need a character that has a special ability to get through it easier. Uh, like, for example, if you can fly, maybe this section may make more sense for a different character or whatever. So that's why I'm interested in it. But I think it's one of those things where I'm going to have to play through the game for a while and decide if it's something I really need. But I'm just Captain America the entire time. I'm never changing characters. So. <laughs> I don't even like there's so many awesome Marvel characters. I'd probably switch it up all the time. I mean, and we all know Michael will just be Wolverine the whole time. So I need to figure out what will work well with Captain America and Wolverine. And that'll be my <laughs> character. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I mean, I'm really I'm really excited for this game. I think it'll be I mean, I will definitely wait for the reviews before I go and download it day one just to make sure. Mm -hmm. But I have faith in. Team Ninja and Koei Kemko, uh, Koei Tecmo, sorry, uh, <laughs> games uh, in general. And Nintendo has been doing this. And every playthrough I've seen has been pretty spot on to this sort of multiplayer hack and slash beat em up type of game. And the screenshots just look gorgeous, you know? it's It looks like a great game. I'm actually really excited because I'm not normally a multiplayer game type person. Uh, and the story in this and itself looks really cool. So that's what I'm really excited for also. Yeah. And I think finally this will have a use for my online subscription besides Tetris 99. So <laughs> that'll be maybe. pretty nice. Yeah, maybe we'll see. I mean, so the worst would be if we don't end up 
playing the game together and that would just be a bummer no i'm pretty sure if we all buy this we will be playing it together because it's not a cheap game like if we're gonna buy this we're gonna use use it going all in well i picked out a few other games too Mm -hmm. not that i'm gonna buy but just to look at now the first one on here we had talked about michael and i talked about a long time ago when it released in the uk but uh, the UK loves singing games. I don't know if you know that historically. <laughs> they've they've long that they've done that. And SingStar was like one of the most popular PlayStation games over in the UK, and that was from Sony. But there is this new singing game that's been out for a few years called Let's Sing, and Let's Sing 2019 is coming. Uh, and this is where you sing to music, obviously, and covers and things like that. And you have your little avatar, and you're singing. You're trying to get pitches right. This. Um, to me, it looks very similar to the Sing Stars or the Lips of the World, which was the Xbox game that came out, and you can buy DLC, all that jazz. The unique part is that in the UK, there was a physical copy that came with a USB microphone, and I believe you can buy USB microphones that are certified for the Switch in the dock and do that, hmm. but obviously, if you're buying a Switch Lite, now you won't even have that option, but... Um, <laughs> There apparently you can use your phone as a microphone, so I'm not sure how that works. It probably connects over Bluetooth, I imagine. So that's uh, interesting, I guess. And I would be very uh, curious how that would work. Like you're singing into your phone. That feels not. Yeah. feels weird. Unless you can have like headphones plugged into your phone and then you sing into the headphones. But even mm. still, it's like five devices just to use one. Yeah, too much. It's weird. So. That's a bummer. And because yeah. for SingStar, that had wired mics, but for Lips, it actually had um, wireless microphones for the Xbox. And that was great. They were really, really great wireless microphones. So um, I don't know. Uh, but I did put on two other ones, some indie games that I thought looked pretty um, totally on my wish list. The first one is Lost Orbit Terminal Velocity. This one uh, is a space sort of adventure, like kind of it's not really adventure, but it's sort of top down twin stick speed running esque um, navigation. Like you're this sort of lost little deep space astronaut and his ship has been destroyed. And uh, the, 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 the little space character's name is Harrison. He was a maintenance <laughs> worker, but also the hero of the game is trying to find his way home and he's zooming around on his little jet pack and you gotta go through 50 different worlds it looked very cute and i like the introduction to the game and this sort of reminisces me of the game i made in a way a long time ago shred nebula uh with this top down space backdrops i guess i'm just a sucker for games that look like games that i made in the past that makes sense i think it it looks it looks cute but i feel like it would stress me out too much (laughs) <laughs> and well, it actually cur- just it, it actually just made me think of Astroneer. How is Astroneer not on the Switch? Because it can barely run on other systems, I guess. I know. They got I guess. But man, that that's such a good game when it works. Yeah, it's a, it's <laughs> it so just good, made me think game. of it. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, we need to get back into because I know they even came out of beta a long time ago, so we should try it out again. Yeah, but. I did I did hop in recently-ish. I, w- I want to say maybe a month and a half ago I jumped in and it's definitely different mm. Got but it. yeah you yeah. should you should yeah you should hop in and check it out again yeah i'll definitely but. do that mm-hmm. uh the other one that i put on here is from chemco and hit point uh, uh games uh is called it's a rare name but it's arch arch i'm gonna oh i literally just figured out how to do it arch lion because i was calling it arch leon 
I did the same exact thing. I did the same exact thing. I think it's Arch Lion, but it could be Arch Leon. I don't know. And then I looked at the logo and it looks like a dragon lion thing. So that's what my... But I don't know. Uh, this is it's on sale right now for three fifty on a pre-purchase. Maybe I'll pick that up. Uh, it comes out on the eighteenth, so you could be listening to this and pre-purchase it. But it's a sort of pocket-sized RPG. That's what they say, uh, and it's just it looks like a top-down RPG from the you know SNES era, um, and it's you know three three fifty. And I was like, oh, this looks cool. It looks like a just classic sort of RPG. I don't know. You know, you're battling. You have skills. You can attack. You can guard sort of has that um, Final Fantasy SNES style graphics to it uh, mm-hmm. in a way. And I was like, you know what? If you were in the mood for just a small, easy, nice little um, RPG for five bucks, I was like, this looks pretty cool. My my only thinking with this was I know that there's so many other games for free through Nintendo online that mm. look similar to this. True. So to me, it doesn't justify spending three fifty or $5 when it's not on sale in a game that looks like games that are already available to me. But then again, I have like game burnout as it is anyway. <laughs> Cuz there's just there's just always so many games coming out, it's hard to keep up with them. So all the time, but, all the time. Yeah, yeah. So we had someone in our Discord uh named Tiku reach out to us and wanted to hear our opinion about something. So I'll just read out really quick what he commented. He says, I would love to hear you all talk about the touch screen. I feel like it's pretty underutilized. And when games use it, uh, and he says, Okami HD comes to mind. It's great. What are your favorite uses of the touch screen? And do you feel it gets enough attention from developers? Mm. So I thought, uh, I thought this was a pretty good, uh, good topic for us to discuss. I don't know. I mean, I, I think with the Switch Lite, there's more opportunities here for developers to expand on the touchscreen. I feel as though the switching of TV mode to portable mode is a detriment to the touchscreen because you can't use the touchscreen when it's docked. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do use the touchscreen when I am in portable mode to browse around the interface. The only games that really come to mind are music rhythm based games, which I've enjoyed, which are way better with a touchscreen because it's similar to an arcade. So voice or some of the other games like that, that have come out that I've played their demos of uh, I've enjoyed, but to be honest with you, um, it's okay. It's okay. Not to, to have the touchscreen. It's there if it's, if it's there. And to me, it really only works if the game is like fully touchscreen, then that's really great. I, I do believe that it is a nice addition. If, you are playing in portable that the developer supports that. Like when I play Fortnite, it'd be really nice if some of that stuff was really supported, but it's not in any fashion from what I remember at least. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'd have to see what this Okami HD like integration looks like, but I have switched recently to sort of non portable mode. So I would probably really like more integration when it comes to the switch Lite because I'm only playing that in portable mode. Uh, but I'm, I'm indifferent. Like when the 3ds and came out and the DS came out, there were a lot of cool uses for it that developers could integrate into their game. And I really enjoyed like professor Layton that had puzzles that you could solve. But again, this is going to be hard with the switch to integrate that and say, Oh, like this is a puzzle and you have to use a touchscreen, but you know, you can't really undock your switch. I mean, you could, but it would be weird. 
So that is the detriment of the switch being so versatile in so many different ways. So I am for it, but I don't know. I just, I think it has to be like an all in game, like a rhythm game for me to be like, Oh, like that, that's great. And, but I'm glad it's there because then you get those games that can't come to other consoles. You know what I mean? Yeah. For, for me, when I read this, the first thing that came to mind was I, whenever I have to use, well, not have to use, but whenever I'm in the eShop or I'm typing something, I love being able to just use the keyboard. Mm, yeah. It's, it's just such a nice usability feature that that in itself makes me just think never get rid of the touchscreen. Good point. Good um, point. And not only that, but there are like, to me, there's two different kinds of games. There's the games that you can sit down and play in your TV for a long period of time. But then there are also those smaller games that you only play for smaller chunks of time, like five minutes, 10 minutes here and there. And they're usually like little tiny puzzle games. So for example, Lines X, mm. it's it has it you can use the controls, but for me, it's just easier if I use the touch screen. So for that, I wouldn't be docking that and and playing that on my TV. I would be playing that game handheld. Um, yeah, that makes so sense. So because yeah, so because of that using the touch, it, it just makes more sense for the touchscreen for that. Now, the conversation in Discord, he also mentioned that and and I agree with this. He mentioned that he would like to see, for example, in Breath of the Wild when you're going to like when you're in your um backpack or or whatever and you're selecting food to make make a meal or if you're selecting different equipment it would be nice if the touchscreen was enabled just for that and i completely agree i think it would be really cool if you're going through having that option people may not use it all the time but knowing that it's there in case you want to go through and and do it that way i think it makes sense yeah that's, that's a good point and and those are those complementary things that can easily be integrated and I'm putting quotes easily because I don't know how easy or hard it is, but <laughs> yeah. I think that is really nice. I, I did play a lot of Zelda handheld. I mean, I would say I played that majority of that game handheld and not on a TV early on because this was before we moved. So I didn't have an office space with the dock accessible. I had it on the main TV. So I almost played my entire the entirety of uh, my first year and a half with the switch on the TV or I mean portable because I never really had it on the hmm. TV at all. So I I would like that. I would like that. I'm into it. Yeah. Additional and, stuff. And I only play handheld right now. I barely if I ever want to play something on my TV, I usually just play something on my Xbox, not my switch. Mm, but yep. Yeah. Yeah. But all right. Well, I guess that brings us to everyone's favorite part of the podcast what you've been playing <laughs> what you've been playing christina so as i mentioned in la last week's podcast i was right in the middle when we recorded i was right in the middle of fighting ganon calamity ganon <laughs> mm, <that's laughs> i'm right. happy to say that about 10 minutes after we finished the podcast i defeated calamity ganon and i finished zelda breath of the wild and then I quickly realized why people are saying they don't want to finish the game <laughs> <laughs> And the reason is because when you're done, when all is said and done, you you can't go back and, and do more stuff. Like there's so many things in that game that you can just have fun doing mm. that once the game is done, like you have to go to a save before you fight Ganon. Oh, really? And then play through the game. Yeah. yeah. There's no way you can like go into the story because after you fight Ganon, that's it. There's the rest of the story and then it's done. So oh. you have to go back to like an old save. At least that's that's 
to my knowledge, unless there's like something you can do. Hmm. But yeah. Hmm. so i was i was a little distraught when it was over i was like it's over and i actually got teary-eyed like during the last like couple of minutes of like story just because i know that there's more coming and i got really excited but Hmm. all in all awesome game and i i am so so extremely excited for the next one now are you gonna get did you do you have the breath of the wild dlc no I'm currently borrowing Michael's game. <laughs> oh, that's right. Well, so yeah. the expansion pack uh, that had come out, I remember my buddy had gotten it because there's the Master Trials DLC pack one mm-hmm. and two. So technically, there could be tons more stuff for you to do in the game. Uh, I haven't even beaten the game, so I'm kind of curious, you know, how much additional content that adds to mm-hmm. it. You know, I mean, I just kind of feel like I, I remember that. Um, it added a bunch of new stuff like because there's a whole new master mode, a hero's path mode, like, you know, all these different things. And I thought that if you had the DLC, like track, it tracks your movement on the map, too. Or maybe that's always done that. But oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's what it's called. Hero's path mode. So it's an, is you have to have the DLC, but it's a new map feature that shows path. Uh, the path link ha- has walked through the last 200 hours of gameplay. Whoa. Yeah. That would be so cool to see. I love data like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that would be awesome. Well, th- thinking about it too, I it's going to be a while before the next game comes out. And I'm sure I'm going to want to jump back into this at some point. So after I give it back to Michael and make him finish the game so I can go back and play more of it, um, I'll probably just go back to an old save if I have to. It doesn't matter. I know how to fight Ganon now, so it's not that big of a deal. But there's a couple things I want to do then. I will buy the DLC and play through it because I'm really interested in that. And I also want to get, they have those little amiibo. They're, they're not the actual figurines, but there are these little, uh, what are they like flash drive, not flash drive. Oh my gosh. They look like little memory cards Mm. and they have the amiibo loaded onto it. So you can just put the little amiibo thing on your switch and then they pop into the game. They have a whole line of, uh, Zelda ones Mm. and I want to get those and I want to experiment with them a little bit. Um, I saw I saw there's someone I watch on YouTube who got them and they look really cool. And I like that they're small and compact and not the huge figurines they have to display and whatnot. So I want Crazy. I want to pick those up. Yeah. Yeah. And then I can let everyone know if, if they're great or not. <laughs> do you do you did you know, I t- you know like I'm on the website for the Zelda? It's a beautiful website. But yeah, I totally forgot. I mean, I know that I, I didn't. I remember that this happened, but like. This game also came out on the Wii U. Like, isn't that crazy? What? Yeah. Like, I mean, they, they launched on the same time, but you forget, right? It's been years now. But like, isn't that bananas? I I mean, honestly, I just kind of forgot that the Wii U existed. <laughs> that's true. Maybe that's why we all forgot. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, I just think the Switch is like number one, and that's what everyone's going to use from now on. I forgot. I just forgot about the other ones. Yeah. That's crazy. I wonder, is the DLC on the Wii U then too? I think it all is, yeah. Huh. Crazy, huh? Interesting. Yeah, yeah. that's that's weird. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. So, other than Breath of the Wild, I have been doctoring it up in Dr. Mario World. <laughs> oh, my. What do you think? It came out a day early. We all grabbed it. We all exchanged friend codes and didn't know what to do with those friend codes. But, you know. <laughs> well, I think... So, the UI... I'm actually looking at it on my phone right now. The UI was a little confusing. 
the interface itself. But I feel like that's how every new Nintendo thing is for me. There's just so much happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but this has like everything that you would find in an addictive game. Mm-hmm. And it, it's it's weird. It's kind of like reverse Tetris, I feel like. Yes, that's kind of what it always reminded me of, or like a weird Tetris bejeweled combination because your goal is to get rid of these little viruses and you have to match three and you can sort of turn them around. Now, this is obviously like an original like Game Boy-esque NES type of game. So the Mm -hmm. controls on the uh, phone are very different. You have to, you can rotate them at any time by clicking on the screen, but you drag them around and then the little bits that might fall, let's say you have a capsule that's red and and yellow, you connect the yellow, but the red will be there and you can sort of move that around too. So that also to me was um, different. I sort of forgot about it. I I never loved (laughs) Dr. Mario and I also don't love this game. I played it the the first day and I was like, this is Dr. Mario. And I also didn't love Dr. Mario. Uh, so I don't know. I just am kind of like, OK, yeah, all right, cool. I don't know if I'll actually play it or not, though. Sad. That's funny, because when I played it, I thought for sure you'd be really into it because it reminded me so much of Tetris. And I know how much you love Tetris. <laughs> I love Tetris. I love Tetris. But uh, it's not Tetris. That's the problem. True. So I've done just the main kind of. It's one of those things that when I'm watching a show, I can just kind of play in the background, just like Lines X. Like, I like those mindless games you can play in the background of watching something. Mm. And this is definitely that. Um, But I've played uh, the main kind of line right now. I think I'm at Puzzle 73. And then they have this versus mode. Which this is what reminded me of Tetris 99. Uh. You can just battle someone online and it's a very similar mechanic. Or you can battle a friend and you can change your main character. So you have a doctor that you can play, but then you also have these like supporting characters you can choose from. So you can be Peach, you can be Mario. And then as you play, you get these coins or these diamonds and you can buy new characters with those. And Hmm. each one has a different superpower. So Peach... After you get a certain amount of matches, you can select her superpower and she basically gets rid of one entire row. Oh, that's cool. I like that. I I did notice that I I picked Bowser and randomly I think you can get rid of two rows or something like that. I thought that was cool. Are there two random rows or something? And I think Mario is one row or something like that. But the only thing I will warn people is when you first start playing, the one you select the doctor that you select, you're kind of stuck with for a while mm-hmm. unless you go and buy a new one. And they warn so you that selected, too. Did you notice that I, they I, warn you? No, I, so I don't read things. <laughs> I have a problem. <laughs> I'm aware of it. I'm trying to fix it, but I didn't realize that at first I was just like, Oh, characters. Cool. Peach. I want to be peach. So I selected peach and then realized I was stuck with peach. <laughs> mm, yeah. So I was on so, that screen for a while and I was like, Oh, Bowser looks cool and peach looks cool. And then it says on the bottom, it says that it says on the bottom, something to the effect this is the doctor you will be playing with. If you want to play as Mario, pick Dr. Mario now. <laughs> that yeah, was I didn't. Yeah. yeah, I didn't. I didn't get that. <laughs> yeah. So kind of weird that they let you 
pick it so far up front and then don't really confirm it or like don't do much, but then that you're stuck with yeah. them. But I, oh, I yeah. think it's weird that they show you three you can pick from. I would almost rather them randomize it so everybody is just stuck with one mm. they get. Kind of like what they do with, uh, oh, there was another game that they did that with. I, I can't think of it off the top of my head right now, but it was just kind of who you get, you play with, and great, you can get other characters later. Yeah. But so. yeah, I, I'm enjoying it so far. I think um, I'm I'm enjoying the verses that I have done. I've only done like three battles and I'm still in tier one. So I've got a ways to go, but I'm enjoying them. Yeah, it's a it's a game. Yeah, it's a fun game. You know, I think yeah. if you like Dr. Mario, you're going to enjoy this. It's definitely on brand. It's very cutesy. The graphics are great. Um, the low times are pretty good and. The control is good. So if you like Dr. Mario, it's there. That's what I played a lot this week. I was doing a lot of traveling for work, so I didn't do much. I did bring my switch, but I didn't even turn on it. So I was exhausted every single day. I didn't want to sure. even do anything. But right after this podcast, I'm going to go participate in the Tetris 99 event for Splatoon because we have one more day as we're recording this on Sunday that we That's can right. unlock it. So again, a recap, if you hopefully got it, but you know, all you got to do is... Um, you know, get a few uh, first place or top tens and you're, you'll be good to go. So I'm going to go try to unlock that tonight. That's my goal. But that's about it, Christina. That's it. That's all I got. Yep. Yeah. And that's all I got. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for your Nintendo Dispatch this week. You can, of course, write to us on NintendoDispatch.com or join our Discord. Just go to that website. There's a little button up there that says Discord. One says contact us, but you'll figure it out. Of course, you can follow us on Twitter at Dispatch Podcast. Share it with your friends if you like this podcast. Um, let us know. We would love to really, really hear from you. Um, feel free to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast from. So until next time, this has been your Nintendo Dispatch. <laughs>